Uh, all right, well, let's get into it. I'm Bobby Navia. And I am Dorian Weinzimmer. Welcome, everybody, back to the couch. Another week, another episode. Uh, we don't have a trailer this episode, but Dorian and I haven't recorded in like two weeks. Yeah. So we're going to just catch up on some on some movies we've seen and, and everything. Yeah, one of those chit-chat kind of episodes. Chit chat episodes. Yeah, I don't. I like. I don't know if there's like movies. I, I mean, I guess there are movies coming out, but I don't know if there's anything really worth talking about. <laughs> there's movies. There's movies coming out, but then they just seem to get pushed back. So yeah, it's it's weird. I'm like, in all honesty, I'm kind of just sick of trying to sort out like what's actually coming out in the theater and not right now. <laughs> like, because when you look yeah. on IMDb, you know, you used to be able to just look at like what's releasing. You know, right, these right. days, and you go, okay, those are coming out to theaters. Here's trailers. Let's watch them. And then now it's like I, you know, I it, like well, they're changing all over the place. And then whether or not they've updated them or not, and then some of them are like, you know, they seem to be populating that list now with movies that are playing like, you know, in like two drive-ins. Um, yeah, wherever yeah. you know. So I can't tell if this is like, is this actually a release? And then I've seen some stuff on there. Like there's for one, for instance. Uh, there's one movie listed on there that's coming out on October 30th. Oh. Uh, called The Furies. And this is a movie that's been on Shudder for like a year. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I clicked on it to make sure. I'm like, uh, is this that movie that's been streaming for a while? Weird. And sure enough, and so I'm guessing it's just like a Halloween screening, you know, or something like that. But because, you know, there's uh, okay. no there's not a constant stream of like releases now, they're probably just kind of anything that's gonna be showing uh, yeah. you know, wherever. So so again, it makes it a little bit of like uh, a task to decode which of these is like actually a this is the release of this movie, you know, mm-hmm. for the first time, uh, you know, and, and that's why it's being listed here versus something that's just sort of like Everyone kind of adjusting to what's happening right now, you know? Right, exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah, so it's just a little frustrating to even, like, look. Obviously, the big one, like, Tenet, we all know, is out. <laughs> right. And yeah. uh, and New Mutants came out. And uh, Unhinged did, came right? And Hinge did. It's, I think Unhinged yeah. is still out. It's there. still out yeah. there. And uh, we got uh, Greenland in a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. God. Uh, <laughs> but... But yeah, so it's 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 just fucking annoying to try to like, I don't know, do the show the way we used to do it. So we talked about the Batman trailer last week, obviously, or a couple weeks ago yeah. now. But uh, and we could have we could have talked about Dune. I wouldn't be surprised. That, yeah, that probably comes up to some degree. But this is not a proper Dune review trailer or uh, no, review not. episode. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the big thing I wanted to tell you is I went to go see Tenant. Oh shit! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I ended up, uh, I'd been going back and forth on doing it and Kaz was like, I'll go with you if you want to go. Cause him and Megan went to go, went to music box already once Oh, okay. to, to see a, a different movie a couple weeks back. And so, uh, so I was going back and forth on it. And then like on Monday he was like, okay, am I buying a ticket or what? And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do it. Even if I chicken out at the last minute, I, I just want to, I just want to buy a ticket. Yeah. So that was good. But it was just sort of like. It was just sort of weird to be back in a theater, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I felt like very safe in that theater. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't know what I don't know what it is, but I was just like, this feels okay. You know, it's fine. If anyone's doing it right, it's I trust them to do it before anyone else. You know. Yeah, and also I just feel like the you know the 
I, I'm going to say the caliber of people that go to Music Box, I feel like will respect the rules because mm-hmm. of because of the theater, because it's not a giant like corporation, yeah. you know, that's like in bankruptcy or some shit like that. Like they're going to just be like, hey, if you tell me I have to have my mask up, like I will have it up, you know. And so um, the rules are really good. Like if they have they were serving food like beer and beer and pop and uh, popcorn. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, when you sat down, you could have your mask off to eat. But if even if you still had food and you weren't eating, you had to have your mask up. Oh, OK. And that, and that was like a pre It was just like you have to you have to do this. Like yeah. these are the rules. And so it's Unless only you're while you're eating. <laughs> actively shoving shit in your mouth. And yeah. Right. Put that shit up. Yeah. Cool. Right. Exactly. So. And yeah, everybody, I mean, most people didn't buy anything, you know, to eat or whatever, which is, which is fine. But, um, for them, everybody had like their mask up and stuff and it was, you know, it was good. So, so yes, Kaz and I saw Tenant. <laughs> All right. And, 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 uh, I really liked it a lot. Sweet. Uh, I really liked it a lot. I, uh, I talked to my sister the next morning and I told her, you know, that scene at the end of Inception when Dom goes home and like he spins the top goes to see his kids and then like you're watching the top keep spinning and then maybe it kind of wobbles and cuts to black mm-hmm. uh tenant is that particular scene uh like times a hundred okay <laughs> 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 um yeah it is it is the most nolanist movie nolan has ever made and uh i i, I kind of was in for it there's a there was just a there's a part midway through where I kind of realized what we were going to do for the rest of the movie. And I, I was like talking to myself, like, are we really going to do this? This yeah. is what's going to happen. <laughs> and I was like, and then it started happening. And I was like, you're a fucking crazy person. Okay, <laughs> let's go. Like, awesome. <laughs> sure. You know? Uh, so, but um, I will say my only criticism about it is that uh, we famously know that Music Box doesn't have the best sound system. Uh, and yeah. the movie greatly suffers like, from that because there are times where you can't even hear lines of dialogue that are being spoken between characters Mm. um that are that are we assume integral to the plot you know um and uh there are three different times where three different characters sort of explain to you the the inversion of it all and some of those scenes are kind of loud and so you really don't get a lot of a lot of the information there either, but yeah. I mean, so I kind of got it. The first, there's a two out of two out of the three times it was explained, I understood what was happening, and uh-huh. so I was like, okay, I get what's I get what's going on, and I know how this, you know, I know what you know how this uh, technology is working or whatever, you know. So, all right, well, how good was Pattinson? Pattinson was good. Yeah. I liked him. He's uh okay. he's no. he's in the he's in the movie, but you know he's uh he's not in it like a, a shit ton. Sure. But yeah. you know from the from like the midpoint on, he's very integral to everything. So yeah. And how uh, how was John David Washington? He was okay. I thought uh, it felt kind. He felt kind of like an American trying to play a British role. Okay. <laughs> and like uh, his physicality is amazing. Like there are some scenes, there are some fight scenes in the trailer. That fight scene in the kitchen is really, really, really awesome. Like he's mm. really good in it, and it's him doing it. You could tell. Oh, cool. Um, and so, um, man, it's amazing that Chris, that Nolan guy. Like it's amazing when you go back and watch Batman Begins. Yeah, 
And just, like, how consciously better he's gotten at, like, hand-to-hand combat scenes, you know? Oh, my God, yes. Because, yeah. like, yeah, man, some of those hand-to-hand scenes in Batman began. I remember it getting, that was, like, the one thing people had criticisms about with it. We're like, yeah, your fight scenes, though. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Uh, yeah. everything else about this is brilliant and then like yeah he he really like took that criticism to heart you know i was like okay no that's a good point i should do better at this Mm -hmm. this is Mm -hmm. part of this character when those scenes need to be good and fluid you know and like yeah all that yeah it seems like now he's obviously gotten pretty good at it (laughs) right yeah (laughs) which is Uh, that's cool to hear though yeah he was good it took me it took me a little while to get into him uh, I don't know. I, I just feel like uh, like character or actors like Leonardo DiCaprio and you know to an extent like Christian Bale, all of like his leading men in a way. Uh, this felt like the first time that like uh, I feel like all those movies felt like they were written for those actors. Mm-hmm. Like, and this one just felt like this was written for somebody, and we got John David Washington for it, and. You know, he's just doing it. So there were there were some times that he was like a little, uh, you know, that like British, like not snarkiness, but, uh, you know, it's just sort of like like yeah, quippiness. Yeah. So like dry yeah. sense of humor. Yeah. Right. And he he's got some of that and like some dialogue scenes and it just didn't land as well for me as like we some of the about- scenes that like some of the scenes that like Pattinson has where he has some some quippiness or whatever or some line and it just it just works better like mm-hmm. with with him you know so. gotcha i remember you know it's interesting because i remember we talked about that with the trailer even that there was like right there was like one kind of you know that uh, i was talking about how like yeah i didn't have a sense of what his personality was you know as, yeah. a, as a character or, or even not knowing him very well as an actor you know i didn't even have any of like well this is kind of what he normally does or what his persona is you know mm-hmm to go off of so i was like i just know nothing about like who this person is supposed to be and so then when yeah. i heard you know heard him like you know making like a joke in one of the trailers i was like oh well, it, like it kind of re- it kind of felt weird mm-hmm. but i just didn't know if that was because i just don't know who this guy is you know he's just been this like scient brooding kind of protagonist character in the right, trailers yeah. and then now he's making a joke and it just seems strange or did it actually just the delivery was just strange or what <laughs> yeah. but um yeah you know because i was kind of i had been thinking about that a lot just with you know christopher nolan obviously his his lead his leading man his main characters are usually you know analogs of him like it's been, right. you know it's been very well commented on that usually his characters are basically people who look almost exactly like he does <laughs> yeah. and, and whatever, you know, I, I get it. Like, it's, that's not a criticism. It's just, it's mm-hmm. funny to point out. And so, right. you know, when he had, a, you know, in the trailer, basically, yeah, a guy who would dress like a Christopher Nolan lead character, but he's a black dude. Right. You know, I was like, is this, you know, and and again, I'm not saying this like a, like John David Washington doesn't deserve roles or like anything like that. But yeah, right. was this like a, you know, was this like a diversity based decision, essentially? Because okay, that's definitely yeah. been a criticism of, of Nolan's films as well, is like, they're fucking, they're pretty white, you know? Yeah. And <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, you know, I think some people are like, look, you're, you know, you're, you're a big deal in Hollywood. You can change things, you know, maybe you should get a little diversity going to kind of like right, be right. part of that standard and that example, you know, which is an excellent idea, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, those little couple of things that we were just talking about, you know, and that we had talked about in the trailer review before too, I was like wondering a little bit if like, okay, yeah, is this like, how much is Christopher Nolan's writing of this character going to actually be representative of the black experience? And I'm I not, think that's I'm what not, was missing. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's what the movie needs to be about, right? but just him as a person, you know, yes. is still going to bring that to the table. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I was just, I, I just, I had a hard time <laughs> seeing how Christopher Nolan's writing was going to uh, uh, implement that, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, it's, I started to wonder a little bit. I was like, no, I mean, you know, he knows what he's doing. His casting decisions, you know, so he's made some, remember how weird it was when Heath Ledger was cast as Joker, you know? Or when yeah, that news right. hit, everyone was like, what? Yeah. Fucking <laughs> 10 things I hate about you? Yeah. <laughs> And obviously, it was one for the history books, you know. And um, right. McConaughey and Interstellar, same thing, amazing. Uh, and you know, so Nolan, like, he knows what he's doing when he's casting his roles. So I, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't really want to question it. But hearing you say that is like, okay, yeah, I kind of, I was kind of getting that vibe, you know. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I didn't. There's I, just a there's just a certain level of like I don't know. I don't want to say like intensity because like when it. When the movie ramps up, like he's he he turned into the character I he turned into the character I thought he was like at that mid at that midpoint of the movie where I was telling you like holy shit are we about to do what I think we're gonna do right now okay. like that's when I felt like holy shit we're in fucking this is what this is why John David Washington is in this movie I'm feeling it right now okay you know but the first half of the movie I'm I just didn't have like a read on like who is this guy? Who is this character? Because he just sounds, he, his dialogue, I'm not saying his performance, but obviously his performance is like dictated a little bit by that. Mm -hmm. But just his dialogue feels like it's not coming from like his character, not coming from a black guy, a black, you know, character. Um, Because the parlance in itself just sounds like uh, a British person would be, you know, making these sort of quips or comments and everything like that. And I, I think everybody else in the movie, like, has has an accent. Like, he, I think, is the only American in the movie. Okay. Um, uh, oh, aside from the guy in the boat who, in the trailer, is just like, I have one word from you, like, tenant and all oh, that yeah. stuff. You know, aside, that, aside from that guy. But um, always the American starting some shit. <laughs> it is. <laughs> fucking guys, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, I remember when we did the trailer review, I talked about Kenneth Branagh. Uh, mm-hmm. I wasn't sure how he was going to pan out. I actually kind of liked him. He like yeah. hammed it up quite a bit. And I was like, <laughs> there was one part I was like, fuck yeah, Ken, you're getting dirty right nice. now. I love it. it was, well, yeah. cause, Cause apparently he didn't know what he was playing. Right. <laughs> wasn't that he was like, I, I might be the bad guy. I'm not really sure actually. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, which is great. Yeah. No, it was great. He was, he was good in it. Uh, you know, nice. he was the right, he was, he was a good, you know, like bad guy. He was very, He's very evil, mm, all right. and, I, and I and I dug it. I liked it a lot. <laughs> cool. You know, he was de- he definitely felt like a, I see like a lot of the promotional ads talking about how this is Bond on acid. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he's definitely like he said he felt like a Bond villain, but not in like a uh, not in a way where he was like making fun of like Bond villains or something. You know what I mean? Okay. Like he he was really like I believed his character. I believed everything he was doing. Uh, I think he's a I think he's Russian in it, so he's got like a pretty thick Russian accent. And uh, there's just sometimes in the movie where he like explodes, and it's like really fucking great. <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> nice. Yeah. 
So, but overall, I really, I really enjoyed the movie. I can understand why people are saying like, oh, I need to, it's too confusing. I need to go back and watch it again. The end of the movie is, I don't know how any filmmaker fucking gets up and just calmly does that, you know? Uh (laughs) And so I was just like, yeah, it's like at a a certain point in the movie, you either decide you're in on all this or you're not. And I think that, that honestly really dictates how you're going to take the rest of the movie, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, I do think it's true. I think if, like, you're a Nolan fan, like, you will, you'll be like, okay, cool, yeah, like, this is, what, this is what he does, and now we're just, like, we're cranking it up to 11 this yeah. time, you know? Like, so, um, so, yeah, I had a really good time with it. Uh, I did tell Kaz that, like, if I, I would, I would want to see it again. The 70 print was really great. It looked really awesome. Um, but if I if I decided to risk something again, uh, I would need to go see it in a theater with a better sound system. Sure. Yeah. Uh, that could, that could handle all that, and so it would be like a probably like a Dolby Cinema mm-hmm. uh, theater to go see it at or whatever. But um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I would do it or not. But um, I, I would like to see it again for sure. Yeah. But no, I had a really good time. Uh, I don't know what he would do next, but I mean, if he said I'm done, I'm. Yeah, you've you've done it, sir. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so when it's safe and when it's good, I can't wait to I can't wait for you to see it. I can't wait for you to watch it with you. You know, whenever that yeah. happens. But yeah, man, I can't wait. I'm so I fucking know. jealous, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Law-abiding citizen. <laughs> Yeah, let's do it. Let's t- let's do it. All right. So, I didn't hear from you that night, so I'm like, this could have gone either way. I don't know. This, this could have broke the Jerry train or, <laughs> or not. But <laughs> okay, I may have I may have led him astray. Yeah, let's no, let's. I mean, let's get it out of the way. I I don't like that movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. Yeah, man, it was like a couple weeks ago now. Uh, yeah. I think it was like right after we recorded the Batman episode. Or I like think the so next too, day yeah. or something. Yeah. So we yeah. turned on, we, we needed some Jerry in our life. Yeah. And uh, yeah, turned on Law Abiding Citizen. Okay, so first off, though, the, I'd like the first 15 minutes of the movie, we could not get over the fact that this was the same person as the Gerard Bartler that we know, you know, just a few years later than this. <laughs> Uh, I, the transformation that he has undergone is horrifying and right? should definitely be documented <laughs> as some sort of PSA for whatever he's doing to his body and why yeah, yeah. you shouldn't do that. Um, yeah, it's, I'm, it's wild. Yeah. Cause he <laughs> looks good in that movie. Right. Exactly. Look no, that was, looks, I was like, I forgot that he actually was like a handsome dude at some point. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That I understood when he first hit the scene, I understood why he was like, uh, oh, you know, like this hunky guy in 300, you know, Gerard Mm -hmm. Butler. I was like, oh, no, I get it. He is like inhumanly, you know, ripped and good looking. Um, Right. And, you know, of course, he had like they had like CGI muscles and shit going on in that movie. But still, you know, he had a he had a pretty face to paste it all around. Yeah, right. Uh, Man, that that went away. (laughs) So. Uh, but yeah, so we were just, we just were like in disbelief. It was like every time they would cut to him, it would just hit you again. I'm like, I, like, I'm just, I'm thinking about like set from Gods of yeah. Egypt in my head right now or Big Nick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I just I can't match these two faces up. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like it's like a Mickey Rourke type of situation. Ooh, that's it's, a good comparison. That would Ooh, I think he's good, the yeah. only one I can think. But Mickey Rourke, even though that was like over a way longer period of time. Yeah. Like he just disappeared at and some, some plastic point. surgery. Yeah, yeah. Did he have like an accident or something also, or is that just, or was that just bad decisions? Uh, I think it was. He had that small boxing career, which like oh, I think maybe yeah. fucked up his face, and that's where the plastic surgery started happening. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's right. I yeah. forgot about that. <laughs> um, yeah. No. That's it's like the same same type of scenario. <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, man, what an absurd movie. It's, right, I, it's just it's just ridiculous. Like, it is, dude. Yeah, yeah, but not. It was missing. So, you know, I I feel weird now that I'm like vocalizing that. I feel mm-hmm. weird saying it because it's like, well, so is every Gerard Butler movie that I've enjoyed watching. You know, yeah, yeah. they're all ridiculous. But I don't know. This one was kind of like dumb. Um, Excuse me. This one was written by what do you call it? Kurt uh, Wimmer. Think, yeah, my boy. <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Ultraviolet. Uh, equilibrium, oh, right? Equilibrium, yeah. Yeah. He was attached uh, to some sort of Metal Gear Solid script at some point. Okay. Uh, a while ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, So, which I was not excited about at the time. And uh, nor am I excited about it now. But, yeah, I, you know, I... It was it was just silly, <laughs> like because it like it wanted me to take it seriously, you know. I felt mm-hmm. like Angel has fallen and Gods of Egypt. Like, I don't get the feeling that it wants me to take it seriously, you know. Like, but when he starts going on these diatribes about like the broken justice system and how he's trying to like fix things and stuff, I'm like, <laughs> okay, now, see, this is where this all falls apart for me. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because in the next scene, he's fucking. You know, we find out about the tunnels he dug beneath the prison and like built ladders going up into the fucking toilets. Yeah, <laughs> with like a with like you know the the like hinge lock that you would right. find on the screen door on uh, like a country home. Is <laughs> <laughs> like holding these toilets in place from this giant like system of tunnels he built underneath the prison because he what's the time tu- bought the a time warehouse frame? next door or something. It's like ten years. Oh, oh, so, crazy! I didn't remember it being ten years. Okay, yeah, it was like ten years that okay. uh, you know he gets rich and devises all of this shit and builds all these fucking tunnels and shit. Right it's on. So absurd. Right. And then yeah, and then like I don't know the way that Jamie Foxx kind of ultimately, uh, you know, has his gotcha moment with him at the end too is really cheap. Yeah, um, and just not you know for a guy that's as as supposed to be as intelligent as I've been led to believe throughout this entire right. film, you know, like would not have fallen for this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and even the fact that he's in solitary confinement did not make up for the fact that like he, he could just come and go as he pleased. Right. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. dude, the fucking, the robot with the machine gun at the funeral though. Okay. That scene was pretty amazing. Hannah <laughs> 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 and I were kind of cracking up. Yeah. That. <laughs> that's awesome (laughs) so yeah i mean you know it wasn't without its pleasures Mm -hmm. uh it's not yeah it's not like i was i was mad about watching it or anything but yeah overall i'm you know i have no problem saying that's like that's a bad movie and i probably wouldn't recommend it i do Uh, remember i do remember seeing it uh when it came out in uh what is it 20 2009 jesus yeah Uh, i know i couldn't believe 2009 um I remember really, I remember digging it, but I also think that's because like, this was like a, 
uh, I remember digging it, I think because of Gerard Butler, also because it was F. Gary Gray, you know, and it just was so ridiculous that mm-hmm. I was like, okay, let's, you know, <laughs> this is fun. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yes, these people exist who can, you know, kill people and not be in the same room or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I think that was an, a big criticism of the movie when it came out was that the ending was just not as the ending did not live up to the rest of the movie. Yeah. Um, not even a little bit. Yeah. So, uh, it just kind of, it kind of fell flat there. So, uh, but yeah, no, I remember watching it and digging it. I remember I picked it yeah. up. I think, I think I it's, found it for like 99 cents at reckless and I bought it the other day or whatever. So yeah. <laughs> nice. Yes, yeah, spo- yeah. I mean spoiler alert, but the ending is like literally, we put a briefcase full of TNT under his chair, like yeah, that, that's, I mean, it. that's like the that's end. it. This guy is like supposed to be this criminal genius, <laughs> and everything. They fucking just put a briefcase full of dynamite under his ass. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. Um, uh, did you have a favorite uh, Gerard kill? Uh, so well the the robot. Uh, oh, the I robot. Lo- I loved yeah. the robot. Yeah, that okay. just that tickled me pink. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> um, when he killed, you know, when the beginning, like the first guy he we saw him kill, when he was just like went into full psycho mode. Oh, with, oh, when he was like chopping him up? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like left eye was like, Jesus, I didn't realize this movie was going to go there. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and then it kind of led up on that. Uh, mm. after, after that point a bit, I mean, you know, but it just, yeah, going, I guess, to that kind of level of, um, psychopathy within that character after yeah. that, you know, later on, they kind of wanted it to be a little more like morally ambiguous or something, but it was like, no, I know you're a psychopath. Yeah. Right. You know, this is, <laughs> this is no longer a thinker as far as like, where do I stand on how I feel about this guy and what he's trying to do right now? It's like, no, you're, this guy's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. I understand what his personal logic is here, but you know, this is not the way to do this. <laughs> so, uh, my favorite was the, uh, my favorite one was the, uh, him killing the guy in prison with the, uh, the steak bone. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> As always, I always like if the movie's on TV or something and it hasn't passed up, I'm like, I'm waiting until this happens. Wait until the steak bone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. No, that was pretty funny. <laughs> steak bone to the neck. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Do you like? Do you dig that uh, dossier scene? Dude, that dossier scene was top notch. Yeah, it's a good one. That's, that's a good how, one. That's how you dossier. Who is this guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ten years ago, his wife was murdered in front of him. <laughs> uh yeah yes yeah no that was that was all it had it had all the stuff you'd you know all the stuff you'd expect from that movie (laughs) uh in in full form so you know yeah it just when it just like it had all the right ingredients you know Mm -hmm. but i think you know again if if gerard if they made that same movie today with current day gerard butler in that role i think i'd Mm -hmm. like it a lot more okay yeah, I think I'd like today's Jerry. You know, if they still, if, they, if it was like a Richard Linklater boyhood situation where they actually <laughs> waited 10 years. Yeah. They shot, you know, the, so leave in all the stuff that's supposed to be the beginning, you know, at the beginning of this. Right. And then just reshoot everything that's 10 years later, but do it now with Jerry Butts. Well, uh, they could probably do, because that scene, they put the dynamite under his chair, but then when everything like really finally explodes, they do that. They do that profile 
shot of Jamie Foxx walking away while everything explodes, right? Uh-huh. So, I mean, he could have he could have gotten out. We, oh, we, yeah. we could have we could have a, you know, we could have a law-abiding citizen too where Jerry's just been planning for, you know, the last 10 years. Dude, what they didn't realize is under a different alias, I bought another building on, right. the, on the west side of the prison. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a tunnel underneath my bed that goes there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's probably, you know what, I might, wow. It might have been my least favorite Gerard Butler movie that I've watched recently. I don't know. You haven't watched Phantom of the Opera, and I know you won't. So. No, I haven't. <laughs> I guess, you know, Geostorm was pretty just, eh. You know. I think, Geostorm, was, is, I think Geostorm is better than Law Abiding Citizen, though. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. At least it's got, like, you know, cool fake storm shit, you know? <laughs> it does. That opening scene of him, like, testifying before Congress is oh, pretty hilarious, God. too. Yeah. It's just, like, <laughs> asshole scientist Gerard Butler. <laughs> It's a great introduction. I mean, he's basically Big Nick, Doctor Big Nick. Doctor Big Nick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you yes. know what? I'm I'm talking myself into Geostorm. Yes, I, think I love Geostorm. Geostorm. Damn, is that in 3D? Ooh, oh shit! Oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> no, um, think about that. Oh, we'll just catch you up real quick, though, on, um, yeah. on some of the recent itinerary, though, since the 3D thing has just come up. Yeah. Um, so, well, Friday night, we, you know, Sean very much wanted to see Aquaman in 3D. Oh, okay, uh, cool. Yeah. So, so we watched Aquaman. We did, uh, Hannah was mumbling in uh, a half awake state a couple nights beforehand about wanting <laughs> to have a fish extravaganza. <laughs> okay. So. Uh, so we, we had a sushi appetizer, uh, we made fish tacos for dinner (laughs) and then, uh, right before the third act of the movie, we paused it and, uh, cooked up some crab cakes real quick for a little little snack. Yeah. So we had the, we had the fish extravaganza, um, per her wishes. Awesome. Uh, but, um. But anyway, so yeah, so we did that and watched Aquaman 3D, which was, you know, we had just watched it a couple of weeks ago. I've seen this movie like twice in the past two weeks. But <laughs> awesome. So so I watched Aquaman for my third time uh, on Friday. I love that you've now seen it maybe more times than I have. I don't know. I think so. Hannah, That was Hannah's fourth because she saw it with you in the theater. Yeah, then, that's true. Yeah, once in 4K here and then now twice in 3D. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we... <laughs> Sean was just like giggling basically the whole time. He's like, "This is amazing," <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, and then immediately followed that up with Gods of Egypt in 3D. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Which is it's just a just a treat. Sean, you know, Hannah was starting to get a little tired, but Sean was just like, "Can we do Gods in 3D now?" And I was like, "I'll I'll do it with you, man. We can <laughs> we can make this happen." Hannah made it like halfway through. Sean and I made it made it most of the way through. I think the last ten or fifteen minutes we were starting to starting oh, to drunkenly yeah. pass out. <laughs> that's usually how it goes with gods. So yes, um, so that was nothing too too new. Uh, oh, and I forgot uh, earlier in the day. Also, well, this wasn't three D, but um, I got in the four uh, K uh, release of Ghost in the Shell. Um, oh, okay. The animated. The animated movie, one, yeah, of yeah, course, yeah, yeah. The, the steel book that you showed <laughs> yeah. me, yeah, 
Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, that came in uh, a couple days ago. And so Sean mm-hmm. came over pretty early on Friday before Hannah had finished up uh, with work for the day. So uh, okay. I was like, you want to watch 4K Ghost in the Shell with me? And he was like, let's do it. Yeah. So we watched that in the afternoon and just fucking such an awesome release, dude. Like, nice. Really, really beautiful uh, release of that film. And I just hadn't watched it in a while either. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a fucking good movie. Oh, okay, you know, cool. it's just one of those, like, every time you watch it, you're just, like, awestruck by the level of creative vision, you know, behind yeah. this film. And um, and it was it was a manga uh, that was adapted into a film, so there was a, you know, a, a comic-ish form uh, that existed and everything. But still, you know, that that translation process between those two mediums is no small task, and especially mm-hmm. with the material as, like, heady as it is in this, um, to kind of bridge that whole gap. And make it such like a, a tight. It's a, I was talking to Sean and I were talking about it afterwards. It's like the pacing of that movie is this like weird miracle, where mm-hmm. it it constantly feels like it's taking its time, but also doing like lots of things really quickly. Okay. Uh, and it's it's and it's like eighty three minutes total. Oh wow! Okay. But yeah, it manages to fit so much in there, but also feel like it has these like really long action sequences and stuff that yeah. like. You know, where you're, like, kind of in the moment following, like, we're tailing this guy, and then he's on to us, and now we're chasing him, and there's all this, like, you know, different types of, like, you know, futuristic technology involved, so we're, like, learning about these things, but while they're also being used, you mm-hmm. know, within, in the service of the story, and, and also within the service of the action set pieces, um, and it's just, yeah, it's just kind of wild, like, you're like, I don't know how they did all of that in 80 minutes. Yeah, right. You know, I felt like there were there were three like fifteen minute long action sequences or something, (laughs) but also we spent so much time talking about the nature of existence. So much time. (laughs) (laughs) Um and uh it's just great. And then just you know, just visually it's just so impressive and um the uh the four K presentation was really nice. I mean the the sound mix first off was incredible. They did an Atmos mix uh for the movie and yeah, it just sounded like I mean, this is a movie I, my, I've seen it on Blu-ray and DVD before, but by far the I saw this movie the most on like VHS. Okay. Like when I was younger, you know, this and like Ninja Scroll and Akira, you know, were like the three gateway animes uh, from like mm-hmm. if you were into that stuff in like the mid '90s. You know, those were the okay. three kind of like I think big ones that somehow I don't know, like every video rental store had them. You know. Right. And uh, they were just that good that they kind of broke through a little bit, at least. <laughs> like, you know, Blockbuster would have those. They didn't, you know, usually have, like, a big anime section, but they would have those in, like, Vampire Hunter D. Okay, if, you know, okay. If you were lucky. And so, you know, so th- those were, you know, some some biggies. But, uh, so, yeah, I used to watch that shit. On, and, yeah, on VHS, like, obviously the sound was shit. <laughs> I call this. <laughs> so, to just get the presentation that it had uh, from an audio standpoint was super, super cool. But, like, visually... I was just really impressed with how uh, respectful they were to the integrity of the like original visual look and style of the movie. Okay. Um, that they didn't try to like they didn't try to like totally oversaturate the colors just because they could now, and it's like oh, okay. HDR and stuff. Like it still has it, like to me, it still retains that same like '90s anime VHS look. Okay, cool. But it just looks pristine, you know? And then there's yeah. just li- nice little things. Like, there's, you know, there's a lot of neon and, like, 
stuff like that and like light sources just have like a little glow around them you know and mm-hmm. things like that that are just you know yeah the colors definitely look nicer and, and everything but they're not just like let's make it like nicholas winding refin hot pink you know now just okay. because it's fluorescent you know and that's the look of fluorescence now in 2020 yeah um you know it just looks like a really really immaculately preserved version of the original vision of the film nice and uh, and it was cool so it was like it was neat the way it managed to feel like very nostalgic but also like very much in awe of like the modern technology that allowed this to be possible yeah right you know (laughs) (laughs) like you know that that just that fact that like this this probably looks better now than it did to like the first audience to see the first print that was ever struck of this movie okay you know in in a way yeah Uh, yeah. in a way of course but um yeah really 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 awesome uh release i was really glad i picked it up i was feeling a little a little cheap because i have the mondo steelbook of the blu-ray oh okay which is like one of the coolest steelbooks i i still own uh and then this 4k one there was an amazing steelbook that best buy had and of course i had to buy that and usually i'll like you know because this has the blu-ray as well Right, right. But the Blu-ray steelbook is so fucking cool. I'm like, I yeah. can't get rid of this. <laughs> so now I just now I just have them both, you know. Yeah. But uh, it's one of those like, God damn it, I feel like I'm getting I'm getting ripped <laughs> off here. <laughs> but but no, after watching it, I was like, this is totally worth the upgrade. Like the Blu-ray yeah. looks great, but this 4K one is like, holy shit, this is awesome. Nice, um, nice. Yeah, it's uh, so that's that was fantastic, but. Um, uh, but yeah, and then on uh, Saturday, we watched Tintin in 3D. Oh, what did you think? That is a very enjoyable film. <laughs> right? Yeah, that is just like a really, really good time, I thought. Yes. Like, just yeah. a great adventure movie, you know? Yes. It was, afterwards, I was like, that's that's the best Indiana Jones movie I've seen in a while. Dude, it's exactly what I said when I first saw it. When I can't yeah. remember the year it came out, but it, that's exactly how I felt. dude. Fuck. Almost 10 Jeez. years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, and no, that's exactly how I felt. It felt like an Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, no, I mean, I was honestly a little bit shocked that, you know, this, there wasn't a bigger deal about this movie when it came out. Yeah, right. Because uh, also the technology was, it still just looked amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, really impressive. I feel like I've seen, you know, motion captured and like CGI stuff that's come out way more recently than this that didn't look anywhere near as good yeah right uh i mean this shit was like every little detail that i was looking at there were moments where like you know there's like the fuzz on this guy's sweater in like Uh the hard edge of sunlight hitting his shoulder right now it's fucking blowing my mind um yeah it just it just really brought it to life and i I thought it struck you know the visually i thought it struck such a good balance between like photorealism and having this like stylized you know cartoonish look Uh to keep us out of totally feeling like we're in the real world you know right right um and you know and spielberg just fucking you know playing with his toys i guess like you know just being that accomplished at that point in his career and having like that kind of freedom that brought him back to that i guess giddiness of some of his earlier adventure mm-hmm. a little more serialized adventure uh driven kind of movie making um that that you know he really started and made his made his bones with yeah right uh, yeah that you know it, it felt like this kind of got him back into that mindset and like that you know more youthful excitement he had towards filmmaking rather than his more like um I guess metered and like, you know, 
wise approach to filmmaking of his okay. later years when he started getting you know more artistically driven yeah you know, right with, with his films um or a little more you know historically driven with a lot of his movies as well but much more somber in general right um and uh you know and then this you know getting back to that but also having this new technology that allowed him that freedom to feel like he was a kid in his backyard with a super eight camera fucking blowing up you know fireworks next to little army soldiers and shit again because that's basically how they filmed Tintin. yeah right <laughs> you know but but also with having the full weight of a giant hollywood production behind it you know and mm-hmm. kind of getting the best of both worlds and it really felt like you can see that in the finished product like i i think that's that was some of the criticisms that i saw i looked at you know just i was like what were reviews of this when it came out because i was like this is such a fucking just good fun adventure movie yeah, right. You know, I, I just have not seen a movie this like, you know, what I dare call like a family friendly film. Yes. You know, that's just like this intelligent and competent in right. I don't know how long, you know. Not that that's something I go out and, you know, seek all the time or anything like that. I mean, Coco was very good when, when you showed me that. I thought that mm-hmm. was excellent. But, uh, you know, that, that was very different type of movie. Than yeah, this. right. You know, this again, yeah. just getting back to that serialized Indiana Jones kind of adventure type of movie and uh uh yeah it was just I, I couldn't believe how much this delivered and um you know looking at but yeah so looking at some of the the um critics it was like that was the one thing that people seemed to complain about if anything was just that there was like too much action oh uh, really they're just like yeah they're just like there's just too much going on here uh you know, <laughs> Jesus. he's just having so much fun and i'm like yeah so what's the That's problem kind of the like point. yeah right yeah we're here this is an hour and 40 minutes and it's just like go the whole time you know yeah um you know and it's actually engaging and it's actually funny i mean i could see you know hannah hannah kind of felt that way a little a little bit about it because she was mm-hmm. like i just thought it was more interesting when you know the plot was really driving stuff when we were learning about you know the story was unfolding but then towards the end it, it does kind of the last like 30 minutes are basically just like one action scene after another you know of like hey this is all stuff i could never do in real life but i can do with this giant you know pool of money right right uh, you know computer resources at my uh, (laughs) disposal right now and uh yeah and it was really cool i thought that stuff was just like a pleasure to watch you know it was kind of this Mm -hmm. like just master exercising his craft yeah, um, right, I thought they yeah. were just really clever scenes and they were really well done. And like the 3D was really, really impressive Okay. Um, throughout, like just on a technical level, everything about it was so impeccably well done. And just the amount, I don't of, know like, if I saw it in 3D. Um, it was super it cool. Out. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, it, it looked great. It, yeah. The technology was utilized really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, it never, it, it, yeah, maybe once, you know, it just did like a stupid gimmick that you were going to like jam something out into the camera oh, okay, type yeah. of thing. But no, for the most part, though, it just, you know, again, just lended this really nice diorama style sense of just like depth to everything. Yeah. Um, and it being all CGI, obviously, they could really control, you know, where things were placed, you know, and, and what kind of depth was given to everything because they're all separate elements anyway. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, I, you know, all that stuff just like from all of it together like on a technical level and on a narrative level and just on a like you know spielberg adventure movie level <laughs> yeah right especially right. because the last one of those i watched was ready player one which is such a fucking disappointment 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess not it's, disappointing. I, I wasn't expecting anything from it, but I just didn't like it. Right, right. Uh, but it's kind of crazy so to have, it's kind of crazy to have watched Tintin and then Ready Player One and be like, "How did you?" Yeah, like fall. How did backward. we miss this? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, right. yeah. Um, no, this I I really was shocked that this wasn't this movie wasn't like a bigger deal, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, especially with you know there was a, there was like a weird period with Spielberg around them though. I don't know what it was. It was like if we just collectively. We're all just kind of like, ah, I don't know, that guy, he's like had his run, you know, let's fucking clear the path. But he was just continuing to make like, you know, very impressive stuff. Mm -hmm. But either, you know, we were writing it off because it was just more Spielberg, you know, or people were just kind of like, ah, you know, it's not right now. You know, this isn't what the country needs right now, or it's not the type of story we're (laughs) looking for. The zeitgeist just isn't into Spielbergian stories right now. Right, right. You know, or or we've got this J.J. Abrams guy now, and he's our Spielberg now, you know. <laughs> that's true. That's that's probably might have been what it was, you know. Uh, yeah, it was around Super working. 8 and everything, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. Um, but, well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, no, it really did. Uh, uh, yeah, like I said, Hannah thought it was, you know, just got a little too, like, action-heavy towards the end. She really, you know, everybody loved the dog, of course. Snowy oh, yeah. was fantastic. It's great. Uh, yeah, Sean really dug the movie, too. He's like, same thing. He's like, that was just a fucking great action movie. And yeah, all the, like, pirate shit. Those, like... Yeah. (laughs) That ship battle scene, that was so cool. (laughs) Um, yeah, just a a thoroughly enjoyable way to spend, you know, a couple hours on a Saturday afternoon. Nice, nice. So, yeah, dug that. Um, I watched, uh, I still, I got both of my Vinegar Syndrome movies in. I have not watched Alphabet City yet. Oh, okay. But I did watch Pale Blood. Oh, shit. Yeah, I actually actually have it here. Boom. Nice. Yeah. Fuck yeah. All right, how was it? Uh, Not as good. Mm. Not as good. This is definitely one where the the description to the movie is a lot more, you know, like, ooh, than um, the actual movie itself. Yeah. It had a good start to it. The guy who plays Michael Fury is the name of the vampire and our main (laughs) character in the movie. He's played by the actor who plays Bernardo in West Side Story. I, remember, I saw that. Yeah, George uh, Chikiris. Chikiris. Yeah. yeah. I was like, what? I was looking at him. I was like, why does this guy look so familiar? But you know what <laughs> got me is that like the opening of the movie is he's walking out of an airport. And I was like, this guy is he looks just so I've never seen someone walk so gracefully. <laughs> Uh-huh. I mean, seriously, Dorian, I've seen yeah. I mean, we watch people walk all the time like this guy. It looked like CGI. Kind of. Wow. You know, I was just like, how is this? It's not like he's, it doesn't even look like he's touching the floor. <laughs> Damn. And then, uh, and then I realized I looked him up and I was like, holy shit, it's the guy from West Side Story. This makes sense. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's just, yeah. He moves like water, man. He does. He's, he's able to do it. Yeah. Um, the entire movie feels like a 90s music video that forgot to include the band in the video. <laughs> okay. So like it's all the it's all the wraparound story for it's <laughs> all the ra- the entire movie is like the wraparound story to a music video. Yeah, yeah, and in a in a way, I guess that's I guess that's its charm, you know. But um, but yeah, it's just really uh, it's kind of weird. Uh, it's very '90s. There's like this '90s group in it called Agent Orange that apparently mm. like was a big get for this movie. Um, and okay. there are like two very overly long sequences where they're doing songs and there's just like montages. 
<laughs> for no reason. <laughs> and then, and then like someone's having a vision, and I'm like, "Whoa, we're in vision mode now!" Like, what's? Ooh, I didn't even okay. know this was a part of this. So, yeah. Sure. Um, I mean, it wasn't terrible, but also at the same time, like the guy who ends up being the person who's killing him is like not, you know, he kind of sucks just as a character. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you okay. know, I thought it would be a little bit more, I don't know, formidable or a, a little bit more, you know, cheesy. But yeah, uh, it just seems like uh, not that he was played for last. He just seemed like a little bit more creepy than like cheesy. And it was just kind of like, OK, this dude's just like a pervert. But at the end <laughs> of the day, like, yeah. You know, I don't know how you sell this movie, uh, but um, but yeah, uh, I, I still can't because I was looking up info on it and the beginning of the movie starts over a black screen that says, like, ladies and gentlemen, like you're about to watch something that's the greatest piece of art in the last, you know, however many years or whatever. And then the movie starts and then the guy who ends up becoming the uh, the bad guy, the actual person who's like killing these women and making it look like a vampire did it. He is in an insane asylum at the end of the movie. Mm. So I just don't know if he's just been a crazy person, you know, the whole, I don't know if like, (laughs) I don't know if this movie just like jokered me or whatever. You know what I mean? Where I'm like, wait a minute, what the fuck happened right now? You know, like, and it was him in the beginning of the movie that gave that, that opening dialogue. But you, you, at the end you see him talking to like a bunch of the other crazy people that, Mm. are in the insane asylum with him mm. you know and so uh so it was interesting i don't know uh it was uh you know i i, I did not hate it but i was just i just <laughs> didn't think it was as, as good as i hoped it would be yeah yeah mm. makes you think though mm. it does it does <laughs> yeah. make me think yeah when it got to the insane asylum i was like whoa wait a minute did i just miss like an, this entire movie like <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so but um yeah, some of the scenes with because uh, there's this because when Michael Fury arrives, he's already been like talking to some girl that's been helping him. He's it, it seems like he's already been investigating this these murders, mm-hmm. and he's already been like corresponding with a woman in Los Angeles who is, who just so happens to be you know in love with all things vampires, mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, and so we're he's already kind of established as like investigating all these all these murders. So it's it's not like he discovers that these murders are happening and then we get into like an investigation like it's already happening. Okay. Yeah, and so and now he's just come to LA to like really find out like what's what's going on. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, and she starts having visions and he starts having visions and it's like I have no idea why anybody was having any visions <laughs> at all. I was like, okay. Cool. Cool. You know, yeah. Here's some visions for you. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was okay. It was all right. All right. Uh, that's, a, that's a bummer. I mean, you know, I would, uh, I would, I would like kind of on par for par for the course. Yeah. I would let you borrow it if you were interested. I wouldn't buy it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe I'll check it out at some point. I, yeah. I think you'll, uh, I think you'll dig Alphabet City though. I actually, yeah, I'm excited to like, watch. I'm excited like, to watch that. Thoroughly actually enjoy. I was like, I think this is actually like kind of a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. <laughs> like not perfect you know it's definitely it's you know it's got its ups and downs or whatever but uh overall though i thought it was pretty interesting it just it feels it feels like something you know okay like when you're watching it i did feel it i was like i 
I just I feel like I should have at least heard of this, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's it's good enough for that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like there's enough here, and you know, it's just it's also it's just a great time capsule movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, the car is. Nice. I mean, the car alone is like worth buying the movie for, but <laughs> uh, just all the like you know, all the lights and everything. Again, it just feels like a very natural amplification of like what this dingy ass part of New York city was, you know, okay. at this, at this period in time, it's not like a movie nowadays. that's like trying to, uh, uh, you know, take that look and like modernize it or like take it mm. because it's cool. It's just like, no, this is just what like the CD part of the city looked like at this point in time. Yeah. And we're just kind of shooting it like that or like, you know, playing off of that with the way that we're lighting things. So there's this like, I don't know, there's this, authenticity to it and honesty and you know sort of dinginess to it as well it doesn't look like this slick clean cool like red neon it's yeah like right gross neon <laughs> it's like fucking dirty nice <laughs> and uh yeah and it just it's it's a very cool yeah again just time capsule piece of mm-hmm. uh, the time and a place you know that doesn't exist anymore right um but like holy shit man does it feel it feels for it's it's super stylized. That's another thing I really dug about. Just the way it's like lit and shot and everything. It's just like super super stylized. Yeah, a lot of the uh, excuse uh, me. the clip art on the website look really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was like, oh shit. It's it's all yeah. It's it's got that, but it also feels like you know to some degree like documentary realism as well. Just in okay. terms of. Again, like it 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 really does kind of feel like did, like did this happen to you? yeah mr director like did you go through this <laughs> um yeah but uh i think you'll think you'll dig it all right yeah i'm excited i'm hopefully gonna watch that this week for sure nice yeah and the guy um the guy who's in it uh vincent spano yeah uh yeah i i didn't recognize him at first but there's an interview with him on there and he was talking about his acting career a little bit and i was like i didn't really this, he was like friends with coppola he was in like Rumblefish, and yeah oh, but he's, he's got some real serious credits and stuff but yeah um it was really cool hearing him talk about alphabet city though because he was like oh man i love this movie and he was like i yeah. think it really stands up like i don't think it got the recognition it should have gotten like i think it's a fucking solid film you know nice and, uh, yeah, it was just really cool to hear him talking about it like that, uh, um, and you know, with that much passion about the film, cause you could tell mm-hmm. too, it, it feels again, like when you're watching it too, that it's, uh, there's some level of personal feeling involved, you know, mm, okay. and it's being channeled like through him, through the director, through him, like through all of these conduit pieces together, you know, yeah, right, right. sort of all, you know, seem, seem sort of in tune. And again, I'm not like sitting here and telling anyone it's, this is like the greatest movie you're ever going to see. Yeah. Uh, but I thought it was, I thought it was good. <laughs> nice. You know, there were things about it that, uh, you know, uh, a lot of other movies with a lot more resources at their disposal fail to accomplish that this movie managed to pull off pretty fucking well. Sweet. Um, yeah. So, so anyway. Uh, but uh, but yeah. Aside from that, that's what I've that's what I've been watching the last couple. Yeah. Oh, and and Mulan. I did tell you about Mulan. That was the yes, last, uh, yes. You did. I did text you about that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Which I'm still. So, I'm I'm just very surprised. Yeah. Same. Uh, I I would have. I just would have thought it would have at least been like you know at least like a, a that movie is fine. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, yeah. You know, like. <laughs> It is. It is. Yeah. I think I think it's that one. I think it's that just I mean, I've watched so many like other, uh, you know, um, 
I guess, fantasy, like kung fu and movies as well. Uh, but also movies like, you know, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Like, I mean, I feel like that's the movie it was trying to be. Mm-hmm. And it did not succeed at all okay. in, in that. And, you know, like, I just don't know how... Uh, it felt like Disney was just trying to, like, thread a lot of needles. Um, and I wasn't wishing for it for them to, like, break out into song at all, which, sure. I was, <laughs> which, I, which I was happy was not there. But, like, you know, given the time that we live in with, like, uh, Me Too, you know, LGBTQ, you know, rights and all, all this kind of stuff, like... I was actually very surprised at how, how much, uh, you know, cause she goes into, goes into this, to this army pretending to be a man. And then there's a, a, a guy that ends up looking at her slash him. Uh, and he's like trying to form a friendship with her because he thinks that she's a guy. And the whole time mm. I'm thinking like, is this dude like gay? Is he like closeted? Because like, it's really kind of weird the dialogue that he's having. It doesn't seem like he's trying to like gain a friend. It's trying. It seems like he's trying to gain more with this mm-hmm. man who he doesn't know is not a man. Right. And so like those scenes were really weird because I I think they're just played for laughs in the Disney movie, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's just funny that like right yeah you know he what I mean know. yeah yeah right. But and now I'm just kind of like. Why is this, I think this guy's gay. Like, I mean, it's not bad yeah. if he is, but this feels way more awkward than it should be. Like, sure, yeah. They weren't comical at all, you know. Um, but, uh, but yeah. And then some of the some of the fantastical stuff just didn't just didn't hit for me uh, in the way mm. I needed to because I just don't think it was. I don't think it was set up well in the world that we're you know that we're supposed to believe everything happens in and stuff. So um, okay. Yeah, so it was uh, it was all right. Are you are you a fan of the original, the cartoon? Yeah, the animated one. Yeah, I haven't watched it in years, but I do remember being like a a, a fan of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was just curious how yeah if it how much of a comparison thing was kind of happening oh. between the two. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I were... honestly I don't know that I've ever seen the animated one. Um, I don't I don't think I did. No. Uh, yeah. It's good. It's got some good music in it. You know, uh, like. I think, um, like, there's a part in the movie where she obviously reveals that she's a woman and, you know, like, uh, fights to get her her way back into the army and everything. And uh, she tells her the group of friends that she's made that, like, they're going to go into battle for the first time. And she's just like, you know, we're not going to die. Like, we're going to make it through this, like, all of us. And... Um, she's like, she's, she says like, I promise you, like, we'll protect each other. Right. But then like, she's not around to like protect them at all or, or whatever, you know? And, um, she goes off on, she goes off on a mission and, you know, everybody survives, but also at the same time, like, I just didn't feel like there were any, eh, I don't know, real world stakes with it being a war movie. Okay. Like, like I thought maybe someone should have bit the dust, you know? Oh, like, sure. Yeah. You know, if we're, you know, especially, I mean, I'm not, I'm not of Asian descent or anything, but I, I think when we like, when they talk about like, you know, death and they're talking about chi and they're talking about all these very, you know, mystical things that people have inside them and, you know, life and death and everything, but everybody magically just makes it by, by the end of the movie. 
And okay. I'm just kind of like, okay, well, that's, that's that's nice, I guess, you know, but that that even wasn't believable from a war standpoint, you know, mm-hmm. for me at all. So, um, and then, uh, and then, yeah, I just didn't know really who who the villain was because she seems to have more of a connection with the witch in the movie. Uh, and then, you know, Jason Scott Lee is just like the blunt instrument of the movie, mm-hmm. you know, that barbarian figure or whatever. And so, uh, so that just felt a little, a little weird mm. as well. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. It seems like, you know, the, as, as you, you know, one might've reasonably expected, you know, this sort of like trying to make the movie be something for everyone in the worldwide audience just ultimately mm-hmm. results in you kind of making something that's nothing, you know? It's, yeah. Right, it's not right. any of those things. <laughs> it's no, it's because it, it sounds like, you know, it, it is a lot of these, like, you know, we got to take the original story, but like, you know, we've got to be respectful of all the like progressive changes that have happened in the world that now are in some way reflected in this movie where again, even you say in that one scene where there was the, the guy is like trying to be friends with her, but not realizing that it's a woman and everything that, yeah, again, before that was just like, it was a funny, just this guy doesn't know it was a misunderstanding, right. you know, which is the basis of a lot of comedy is like, ah, this person <laughs> knows something, the other one doesn't. And you know, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, now it sounds like just even from your description of it that it, it, you know, it does sound like, you know, there there might have been a committee of people that were like, well, let's really think about like the dynamics of this and like what's yeah. respectful and what's going to come off as like potentially we're making fun of homosexuals or we're making mm-hmm. fun of transgender people or, you know, anything like that. Or like we're not acknowledging that that would be OK, you know, or mm-hmm. whatever. And then. You've got you end up making this scene that just does nothing, you know, because <laughs> right. you're afraid to let it be funny, but you also don't want it to be like totally saying this is what's happening, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. This guy is actually gay, you know. And right. You, you right. can't really do either one of those things now because you put yourself in that position and like you just kind of, I don't know, uh, you know, committee uh committed this thing to death (laughs) it also just kind of felt like i've seen this from the animated movie like i know he doesn't know that uh that you know she's a woman Mm -hmm. so it's like okay you're just you're not doing anything new with it like you're not there's it's not you know um nothing is really you know nothing is really being done new with like this information or being it being presented in like a different way for I don't know it to be funny or it, for it to be like more impactful on her character or, or, or something like that, you know. So, um, and then I actually thought a lot about um, Inglorious Bastards because hmm. it was like, because uh, what movie did Tarantino do before Inglorious? Uh, it was Kill Bill Volume Two or uh, Grindhouse. Grind. Okay, so Grindhouse. Yeah. But then before then it was Volume Two, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so aside from, like, you know, Volume 1 being, like, a, a Japanese homage, you know, to Kung Fu movies and stuff like that, and then a Spaghetti Western with mm-hmm. Volume two, 2 and then yeah. the Grindhouse, like, you know, uh, like, for example, in, like, Volume 2, like, he didn't do the Italian way of making a Spaghetti Western, which was to, like, not record dialogue and, like, have everybody <laughs> dubbed or something, right? Uh-huh. Something yeah. like that. Okay, so... But then with like Inglorious Bastards, like ninety percent of that movie is in the language that of the time. Yeah. 
And so, like, that's what I thought about when watching Mulan, because I was just like, why Why at least isn't, like, Jet Li, who plays the emperor, why is Jet Li not speaking in Chinese? Yeah, right. And why are we not, like, subtitling him to have, like, a level of just, like, gravitas and authenticity to, like, this world and this culture in, in, in some sort of way? Because everybody just speaks, like, perfect American, you know, or, or, or mm. like, perfect English, you know, with, with their accents and everything. But I think that's another level of just sort of like, I felt like too far away from it, you know, Mm -hmm. for it to be like, so, you know, steeped in it and everything like that. And so, um, that was another element I wish could have been thought of. Yeah. I I mean, well, it just, it's doesn't make sense. (laughs) It's like if they're, if they're all Chinese, (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah right, and right. we're in china yeah why are they not speaking chinese you know that seems yeah. to be like missing a big point of this whole like representation thing you know and that's again i yeah. feel like it's just very indicative of like how much the studios you know major studios don't really care about this stuff mm-hmm. they're just making enough they want to make just enough of a gesture to get people off their back and that's a, as far as they're ever going to be willing to go yeah yeah you know it's like okay hey it's all asian people on screen okay like but let them fucking speak english because we got to sell this thing in america you know like americans are never (laughs) gonna watch a movie that's in chinese yeah which is dumb but it's true they won't you know chinese audiences will watch a movie in english but yeah you know that an american audience is not going to reciprocate and you know and on top of it too it's like that was one of the things i was reading it's like you know uh uh Obviously, a lot of movies make tons of money in China right now, but Mulan's not doing like crazy business in China because there's not a dearth of Chinese, you know, people being represented in Chinese movies. Right. They, exactly. They don't have that issue. There's there's plenty of Chinese people <laughs> in movies in China, so <laughs> it's not this like big deal that there's just like oh my god, look at all these Chinese people in a Hollywood movie. They're like we watch big budget movies starring Chinese people all the time. That we oh, just call yeah. them movies, you know. Uh, and so yeah so to not and then to have them all speaking English is like well then why the fuck would we care at all you know that's like not yeah (laughs) it's like missing the point um, entirely and then well and then I know there's been some there's some political stuff with like the lead actress and stuff that she's been I think vocal about the Hong Kong oh yeah 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 situation which doesn't help yeah Uh, so yeah so anyway but uh, yeah there was again it you know Things that seem, you know, at first seem like weird decisions, and then the more you think about it and start talking through it, you're like, no, that's actually exactly what I would imagine a big company would do. Is like, you know, they're like, this is yeah. as far as we're willing to go, unless there's more backlash, you know? Right, right. I don't know. I feel like, I mean, I kind of <clears throat> hope maybe Disney goes that route because, like, like, well, they did it for Coco. Like, I mean, they the entire cast, obviously, they're only, you know, adding their voices to characters. It's not like a giant production where you have to be on set. But, I mean, you know, the entire cast did the movie in English, and they also recorded it all in Spanish as well. And so, oh, nice. like, and even when they put the movie out in certain areas of the country, you know, they, they were playing both. You could see it in Spanish at this time, or you could see it in English at this time. Mm. And even on like when it was on Netflix and when it's I think it's now on Disney Plus, uh, they both have the English and the Spanish versions so that you can watch it. And it's not like it's not like the English is dubbed over with the Spanish. It is all in Spanish. Like the animation is animated for the Spanish 
wow, uh, words really and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, it's just like I know that they're capable of doing this, and maybe that was their their first go at it. But you know, I don't know. It might have been interesting uh, to see them do like, yeah, we're gonna do Mulan, and it, it's you know we're gonna do it in English and also like in you know proper Chinese or something or some. Some way right. of dubbing, some way of dubbing it, but you know. Yeah, seeing them commit to that somehow, you know, is what seems to be lacking. Again, it's like this giant committee thing where they're like they're trying to make this movie be something for everyone. Yeah. Instead of just letting it have its identity and like committing fully to that, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, they're only going to go so far with any of these decisions before they get interfered with because they have to appease some other theoretical you know angry audience member or whatever <laughs> yeah right. Uh, <laughs> so once you you know by the time you've you've uh, sort of made all of those people happy you end up with a pretty you know innocu- innocuous piece of crap on your hands so mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. sounds like that that might be what happened here uh i did like it was so funny the the day that we were gonna watch it i told you my sisters came up but i and i it didn't it didn't dawn on me to check if it was going to be in 4K. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> I didn't even think about like, wait a minute, is this going to be in like the highest definition possible? Right. Uh, thank- thankfully, it was. It was a 4K HDR whole nine awesome. yards. Sweet. Yeah. So, yeah I, I mean, it I looked so. it looked great. You know, Disney's Disney's H Disney's 4K HDR presentations uh, on the app are really good. They're really really good transfers. Cool. So it looked Excellent. really nice. It looked really beautiful. You know. Um, but uh, but yeah, it was it was okay. You know, I I don't know if maybe I'll like watch it again later on just to have another go at it. You know, just to see how I feel afterwards because I felt like I may have been just like not judging it too much, but like I was I was excited for this one. Like yeah, I was excited to see it because it was a war movie. It wasn't a musical, you know, and it it looked by the trailer to take the culture very seriously. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it did, but I also think it could have just pushed it a little bit further to to cement it a bit more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, it's interesting too because it seemed like you know a lot of the like yeah all the Disney live action movies of course have been making money you know like there was no question about that but it seems like you know most of the consensus though is that like Lion King and Aladdin and stuff weren't they weren't very good. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I think what the first one, Cinderella was pretty well received from what I understand. Yeah. Which I've never, first, which I've never seen actually. That was the first live action one they did, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It was that or Beauty and the Beast. I, I thought it was Cinderella though. No, it was Cinderella. It was, yeah, uh, it was Cinderella. Yeah. Yeah. But it seems like kind of the rest of them since then have been kind of like kind of stinkers. <laughs> But yeah, yeah they've, they've made a bunch, and this seemed like the one that like might actually have its own idea. Like again, we you know we talked about Lion King trailer and how that was just like why you know yeah why are we just doing a CGI makeover of this movie? It's not it's not even live action. It's just photorealistic animation. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There's really no point. And then it came out, and everyone was like, "Why am I watching this?" And we're like, "Oh no shit!" Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you couldn't tell that from the trailer. Why watch this? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, why do I want to watch, you know, uh, animals with no personality that act like regular animals talk? <laughs> yeah. No. Um, just... Yeah. It just doesn't really click it, once you put it up to any scrutiny whatsoever. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, this seemed like the one that was like, there might actually be something here, you know, a, a movie that exists for a real reason rather than mm-hmm. just like, hey, here's a different way we can make money. You know, right. like there might yeah. actually be something like, hey, no, this movie should exist as a live action thing because it, it does something that the animated one doesn't mm-hmm. or whatever, you know. Um, 
And uh, yeah, but no, it sounds kind of like it's sort of more of the same. Yeah. In some ways, yeah. yeah. A little bit, a little bit. I mean, I didn't, uh, I, I don't know. I definitely enjoyed it more than the live action musical outings that Disney has done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like, you did watch Aladdin, right? I did watch Aladdin. Yeah. Uh, I did see, I saw Aladdin in the theater in IMAX. That's right. That's right. I forgot. Yeah. yeah. I did see that. Yeah. And then when Lion, when Lion King went up on Disney Plus, like in the first couple of weeks it was up, uh, I did watch Lion King. Um, but I feel like this is a very rough step in like hopefully a better direction with them, you know, doing live action adaptions of their, you know, animated products or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what, what will happen, but, uh, I'm glad to see that the musical part of it was gone, you know? Yeah. Um, I doubt it'll ever happen, but like, it would be great to see, like, I don't know, like, I, I know I talk about, you know, uh, being a, being a Baz Luhrmann fan with, you know, uh, <laughs> Romeo and Juliet and stuff, but I, I might've been interesting to see a Lion King movie, but with like actual people, like an actual, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> an actual like I don't know head of a company named Mufasa I don't know yeah Do you know what I mean like <laughs> just give me something I don't know you know what I mean like and his son named Simba and his uncle Scar who you know some shit I don't know the name uh, of the company is Jungle yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm king of the jungle <laughs> no Dorian the name of the the name of the company is Pride Rock Incorporated oh excuse me excuse me boom I did not think that one through <laughs> clearly. <laughs> That's why you're here. There you go. There you go. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. So, but anyways, anyways. Well, yeah, uh, maybe it's a step in the right direction, though, at least as far as, you know, uh, at least separating the animated from the live action one, you know, at least at least having a, a even if they don't pull it off, at least having a concept for why this one's going to be something new. <laughs> Yeah, right. You know, as opposed to just like, hey, it's that, but we did it a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which is not a great, you know, proposition in my mind, at least. So. Um, well, all right. That's all I got for, I think, this week's episode. Yeah. Yeah, no, same here. I think we've, uh, I think we've jabbered on long enough here. <laughs> um, but, um, but wonderful yeah. catching up with you, sir. It was very wonderful to catch up with you, man. Yeah. Um. We'll be back next week. Hopefully we have a trailer or maybe just more talky, but uh, definitely look forward to jumping on the mics again. Hell yeah. All right. Later. Take care, y'all.